When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can thank the activity of Vladimir Putin for invading Ukraine and pulling essentially oh, those barriers. With all due respect, Madam Secretary, that's utter nonsense. I'll call you back. I have to help these guys. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Morning. Morning. What day is it anyway? It's Friday. <laughs> Hallelujah! It's freaking Friday, baby. Hallelujah! You, uh, <laughs> you're not a little bit excited on a Friday morning, are you? I just, I got a little rundown this week, so I'm kind of looking forward to just yeah. sleeping a lot this week. Well, it's just hard, man. You, you've been through a lot, and so I, yeah. you work a few days, man. The next thing you know, plop. I just, I get, I get a little tired, a sure. little more quicker, quicker than I used to. Yeah. Well, that's also called age. <laughs> well, there's that age <laughs> and all. Yeah. <laughs> Getting older ain't for sissies. They call me uh, my, my road. <laughs> name you know everybody's a biker has a road name right. right and my road name was big t but the older i get it's snap crackle and pop <laughs> here comes where it's snap crackle and pop I, I know those sounds yes exactly right uh, anything going on in your world today that we need to know about nah. all right <laughs> i got i got my elaine caught me i got my wife's face all over my shirt Very on my nice facebook shirt. uh page you can see it i just posted it and and Elaine said that was one of those things you bought like on the morphine in the hospital, right? I'm uh-huh. like, yeah, yeah. I bought a lot of weird crap I was in the hospital. <laughs> you really did. I had nothing else to do. Man. Well, you might as well. And, and the Crocs too. The, the Crocs crazy, I crazy got Crocs. online when I was in the right. throes of a marathon bu- or a morphine buzz. So, so the uh, gas prices are headed toward over six dollars a gallon. And and, yeah. and and Granholm can say anything she wants when she says. To Josh Hawley there, that's not acceptable. What she meant was that's too low, okay? <laughs> it's not acceptable. $6 is too low. Uh, remember, and, and J.P. Morgan just said cruel summer. They've got a, a report out. Cruel mm-hmm. summer, high gas prices. Going to be at least 6 bucks. I told you about the pumps yesterday that are being They're reprogrammed. They're recalibrating the pumps to go over 10 bucks. 10 bucks. 10 bucks. Kamala and Pete, months ago, when they, had a, uh, when they were still together, Kamala and Pete said, remember, we want you to get out of your car and end a bus. You remember that? Yeah, when he I said do. that. Right. So here's what's going on. They're making gas so unaffordable and so painful that people are going to beg for alternatives. That's exactly the plan here. They did it on toll roads out here on 281 where they stacked all the lights where you had to stop at every red light going right. into work and stop. You get home at 9 or 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> Coming up 281. Right. <clears throat> and they did it on purpose. The, the, the guys who were going to make trillions of dollars off the tolls every year, they did it on purpose and and caused a bunch of headache. And when it first started, Sean, this was 15 years ago, when it first started out there, people would say, no toll roads. I'm going to pay no damn toll. I ain't no, no, no toll roads. And about three years into all that pain with the red lights, people were calling me going, yes, yes, I don't care. I'll pay $500 a year. Put tolls on these roads. Just build some roads out here. This is the way they manipulate people. I don't think this one's going to work for them, though. I don't either. I really don't, because this is a little too close to home. And, and and the the alternative uh, alternative technologies are not standard. You can't. I can't. We're on the radio. I can't afford a freaking electric car. Right. You know what I mean. I can't go out and buy one of those and keep my house. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> and, and eat. I eat. You know. And most people certainly can't. And and you can't force them into something that they can't. What what the alternative is going to cost more than what you're paying for the, for a gallon of gas. Well, here's the other issue. I had this report two days ago. I read on a five to seven show. That get ready for blackouts all across America. Oh, yeah. Because Biden and that crew, that whole lefty crew, has shut down so many of the coal plants and natural right. gas and all that kind of stuff. We can't we can't take care of the electrical grid now. Right. What, what did ERCOT do last weekend? Everybody set your thermostat 80 degrees and don't run your dishwasher. Remember that? Last yes. weekend. We don't have enough electricity generation now. And you want to put a whole bunch of cars on there? How's that going to work? It ain't going to work. It ain't gonna, see again. I think there. I, this is where I, I get. I, I agree that there is this idea that you could force people's behavior by making them hurt in one area or taking something away from them. I, I don't have any doubt 
that that is in their collective noggin, okay? But they are so freaking inept at it. They're not very good at what they're trying to accomplish. Because the gas thing, no, here's what's going to happen. People aren't going to start riding buses. People aren't going to start riding bikes. You can't. America is just going to stop. That's what's going to happen. It's all just going to halt. Well, what, the shame of that is there's going to be a whole lot of small businesses that are going to get <laughs> go, go away. Kick, kicked right where it hurts. Bye-bye. Yeah. yeah. Because the first thing you've got to do is you've got to stop doing all the other stuff. Because you've got to have gas and groceries. Right. You've got to have them. You Everybody to. has to have gas and groceries. That's it, right there. Mm-hmm. And so all the other stuff, going to the movies, if anybody still does that, not going to do that. Yeah. That that family trip that you were going to take this summer and load the kids in the car, right. the minivan, and go, nope. that ain't going to happen, baby. We're going to stay right it's here. It's all going to stop. Yeah, exactly. It nope. gets to six or seven bucks a, a, a gallon, everything just comes to a screeching halt. I saw on uh, Facebook the other day, there's this uh, woman who owns a hamburger joint down on the south side, right? And uh, she's now charging a 3% surcharge for her hamburgers. Uh, on every bill, she has to she has to charge it because the price of of everything has gone up so much. Right. The, the meat and the bread and the it's all gone up so much. She just has to pass that along. She's doing it in a three percent surcharge on top of every bill. Um, that's the kind of people that are going to be out of business if they keep messing around with the gas prices and doing this to people. Well, I'm going to get me some crawdads this weekend because I know next year they're going to cost like a lobster. They're going to be like, each one's going to cost you like 12 bucks. If you can get them. <laughs> if you can get them. No, you're right. But, I mean, it's, 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 it's shocking how quickly we went from where we were to where we are. What, even two it doesn't years. take long, does it? It wasn't even two years. It doesn't take long to destroy America. You know, that's what we were saying the other morning is think back now to two years ago. Right. Two years ago, yeah, and you could buy you know, on on inauguration day, and I have the picture in my phone. Uh, I, I I paid like a dollar fifty seven. I'll have to pull the picture up, but it's a dollar fifty seven. Right, right. For a gallon of gasoline. Two years ago. Two years ago. Well, it was uh, fifteen months. Six, January yeah, yeah. January twenty one. Yeah. It, that's that's what takes my breath away is just how quickly this stuff has happened. And you cannot blame and it. It, it on, ain't over. Just like Josh Hawley told her, he he called Putin. BS on her. Yes, it's not. Vladimir Putin. Come on, man. It, it is it is Joe Biden who is who is going after the radical left vote. AOC and her fiance now, the uh, ginger Sasquatch she's marrying. The uh, <laughs> redneck version of Meghan what, and Harry. What is that guy? Yeah, really. <laughs> Boy, the, you did well, kiddo. Oh, the, the Walmart version of Meghan and Harry. Oh. <laughs> I heard you say it. It's like who I who could stand being. Is, is he deaf? I mean, is he like without hearing? Cause, I, he must be. Or he will be eventually. <sighs> Can you imagine? Could you imagine that chick running her mouth around you all 24 hours a day? Well, maybe he knows how to fix disposals and how, to, how they operate. <laughs> or maybe he has a pair of really kicking earbuds. <laughs> that too. Yeah, AirPods. That, shoot, I couldn't deal with that, man. Well, Joe Biden's Hispanic approval ratings are non-existent according to Quinnipiac University, yeah. which is one of the polls that I kind of trust. I kind of trust it. And uh, they say he's down at uh, 26% with Hispanics now. That uh, his, He's also down with young Americans and white men. He's down at 27 and 29% on that. The only people that he has any kind of ratings, over 65, and black Americans, which is shocking. Yeah, he has is. the most ratings with black Americans because Joe Biden has a lifetime of racist disparaging of blacks and supporting members of the KKK in Congress. That's true. And also, not to mention some of the crap he said on this campaign to get it to be, you know, pre- if if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. You ain't black. Try to admit Romney gonna put you all back in chains. Uh-huh. Yep. He's a racist piece of crap. He's a Delaware redneck racist, is what he is. Remember the whole money. thing about uh, he's Delaware garbage. Wh- what did he call the kids at the pool? And he knew about. Uh, he said, "I knew oh. how to do." What did he call the kids there? Oh, the black kids. He was calling yeah. them a, a disparaging name, and nobody said anything. Was about it rat? It wasn't rats. It was. Uh, what did he call roaches? Roaches. He called black children roaches. Now, and and, and blacks support this guy who called black. He thinks black children are roaches. I, I have no. I, it's mystifying to me. I knew how to deal with the roaches because they would rub the hair on my leg. It's 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 yeah. It's mystifying. I don't know. 
that that was surprising to me. Now, I, I get, Trump picked up a lot of the African American. Sure, vote. he put put you a know? lot of them to work. Yeah. at high salaries. So I, I'm not seeing why they're hooking up with Biden this time out. I get the you know the the fee, the, the suburban female thing. You know, I get them kind of following mm-hmm. along with him. The the the, the liberal suburban right. female. I'm not talking about Texas female, but the liberal northeastern suburban female. I get them, yeah, but, yeah. but black people supporting this guy who is a a known Delaware racist. Is it is it the uh, is it the CRT stuff? Is that is that is is it the constant accusations of racism? Is that really taking is. hold? That's what it is. You know, because that to me is also mystifying because a lot of that is so, well, frankly, well, stupid. And it's pandering. <laughs> yeah. And it's pandering. I mean, yeah. he, he got a black female who, who doesn't know what a woman is, and he yeah. put her on the Supreme Court. Yeah. But, you know, he did that against uh, everything that's inside of him. Uh, that sure. They, they, they did that in spite of him, that he behind the scenes is pushing and kicking against that kind of thing. Yeah. Folks, he doesn't like black people. I mean, just say it what it he is. He has a record of not liking black people. Four years you can look back. and Four years, 50. You can look it up online. Find out about it. All right. Quick break. 100 years of service to San Antonio and South Texas. Let, make, let me make, let, 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 let no one make a mistake. You okay, man? I'm just imitating the president. The president. That's the president. That's your president there, Sean. That's your man. All for one and one for all. Yeah. You know, let me tell you, when I was swapping blades with D'Artagnan back in the day. That's right. We uh, And I was pretty good with a blade, but let me tell you. You know, we had a good time. A little sharper on the blade there. Well, I sliced your hand pretty good, you know. God, he's a weirdo. (laughs) He's a weirdo. We said earlier, because he's over in Korea, right? Oh, yeah. And we said earlier, the Koreans were nodding, but it's kind of like everybody who used to follow James Brown around, they would nod like they knew what James Brown was saying. No idea what he was saying, saying, right? But uh, but then, then, uh, you know, I had a Korean friend of mine, she sent me... She sent me a text a minute ago. She said, no, I'm Korean. I have no idea what the man says. I have no idea what he's saying. What is round eye saying? He doesn't make any sense. And, you know, we said it earlier. He's going to start talking like he's Superman. He's, going, he's just quoting movies at this point. That's all he's doing. <laughs> I, said, I said to Pappy, I said, geez, what's that up in the sky? Is, yeah. it, a, is it a bird? Is it a plane? Right. Hey, Damn, it was Superman. Do you remember in 72? I got him in the Senate. <laughs> 72, I, I jumped over a building in a single leap. I did it. I did it right over the Senate building. Over so you got some on your list? Nah. Okay. No, uh, I got some. Well, uh, it's actually, Friday. <laughs> All right. No, I got a couple of things here. Okay. Uh, let's see. How about some freaking royal news? Because I know we all love royal news. Uh-huh. Prince William and Kate Middleton attended the Top Gun Maverick London premiere. Hey, Cruise looks with sharp. Ted, uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. I think there ought to be uh, a, a certain period of time between a movie and its sequel that if you go beyond that time, you shouldn't be allowed to make it. Okay. Because, uh, you know, I, the, the first Top Gun movie was horrible. I, I know people loved it. I thought that movie was one of the dumbest pieces of crap I've ever seen in my life. Okay. All right. It was the storyline was insipid. The acting was was, but was you, bad. But you understand that's why some people see movies, right? Because it's a brain to check. See bad acting. <laughs> yeah. Well, just to check out. <laughs> well, I understand, yeah. but I, I just was not. That movie was so huge, yeah. and I didn't like it. Yeah. I just I I got to have a little substance going around. I, I, got, I got a little bit right. And so now there's a sequel. It's it's been forty years, I think, since the first one came. Probably. out. Probably that's about right. Sounds right. Why would anyone go see that? Movie? And Tom Cruise is not aged a year. He's a man. He's his, his plastic surgeon and whatever. They, they they must be taking his blood out, running it through several machines, and putting it back in because he does. He looks the exact <laughs> same. Swap out his plasma. He looks the same. He's getting a little crinkly around the eyes. But still, that's about it. I hadn't noticed. A little it. crinkly around the eyes. Uh, the, 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 the he's video. got the beginnings of a turkey neck. <laughs> well, and then, but you know, but he's still Tom freaking Cruise. You know, hanging his ass off an airplane or off a, a building or something, and doing it himself. He does all that stuff. But he but, really you know, does. The Mission man. Impossible movies aren't bad. I really kind of enjoy those. Yeah, he's all right. But I got nothing against Tom Stinking Gun. The only thing Tom Stinking Gun ever did for society is it gave like white guys a reason to high five. You know, well, and well, then it's. Just, I feel the need for speed. There'll be, there'll be old, there'll be old fifty and sixty year old white guys well, high fiving yeah, no, no, each no, other I'm, in the I'm, theater. I'm not, defend, man. I'm not defending that movie at all, at all. But th- I'm just saying that there's an audience, obviously an audience oh, yeah. out there, and people they'll did enjoy it. it because you know there are sometimes you just want to put your brain on hold and go sit in a cold movie theater and eat some popcorn. I know, but I don't want I did, my brain to rot with, at the same time. I did you know that with I mean? Beavis and Butthead Take America. Okay. <laughs> 
I actually like that one. And I said, if I have to choose between Top Gun and Beavis and Butthead, and I'm, I, here's you a, saw I did. Beavis and Butthead. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, we're all, oh, absolutely. Nancy and I were out one night. We'd had dinner and said, why don't we just go see a movie? What do you want to see? I don't know. I have anything to do with it. Let's just go see that because we won't have to think. <laughs> and so guess what? I walk out of there. My doctor of 38 years, I walk out to go to the bathroom, and I meet him in the hallway. And he says, first thing you ask somebody when you're in theater, hey, what are you here to see? You know, I'm like, I'm looking around Beavis because I want to tell him anything but yeah, Beavis anything and Butthead. But Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> And I said, what are you going to see? And he made something up, but I followed him into Beavis and Butthead, so he was there for the same reason. <laughs> see how you are. I went to see that as well. I saw it. Oh, it I thought love the love roller coaster uh, scene in front of the fire was great. Yeah. That was a great scene. I actually can't remember a single thing about well, that Well, you were movie, high. But this was the 80s, 90s? Was yeah. it the 80s or 90s? I wouldn't be in high. I don't remember high. what happened during the 90s. <laughs> yeah. I woke up married. I don't know <laughs> what happened. I was like, oh, married? Three times. Three. <laughs> <laughs> to the same How woman. How did this happen? <laughs> yep. So anyway. Anyway, wow. it was good. To, he, yesterday, Tom Cruise was... He was there. He was he, there. And he does look good. He looks good. He's yeah. like, what is he, 61? And I will, yeah. And I will say Let's this, he took time to go talk to the fans who were standing there, and he's very cordial yeah. and nice to them. He could have just flipped them off and kept walking. He's Tom Cruise. Yeah, he is, you but, know. He's, and he's, I'm not a fan, I'm just saying, I'm being honest. He's one of those guys that when he really, truly gets a part that he can act in, and he doesn't really do them anymore, Yeah, because uh, he's, he's obsessed with these action flicks. Right. But like, if you see Magnolia, uh, no. he's brilliant in Magnolia. He plays sort of this motivational speaker, uh, and it's just over the top. I thought he was brilliant in uh, in uh, Tropic Thunder as yeah. the uh, as the Hollywood producer guy with the, all the with the fat suit on and all this stuff. Yeah. He was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, what's what's uh, born, I you'd born like on to the Fourth of July was yeah, a great that was, that, that was, was good. Great that, was, in that. that was phenomenal good. in that. Yeah, yeah. I, and yeah. I thought you liked him as a bartender too with Kokomo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> quick, Kokomo, <laughs> cocktail. Quick, that movie what a sucked. terrible movie that God, was horrible. Back, back in a minute, more Wayne Ryman coming up. <laughs> BG products for your vehicle. Great gas saving opportunity for you now. And you know they're just going to keep driving these prices up. They're doing it on purpose on you, driving the prices up, driving the prices up, driving the prices up. And now the warning from J.P. Morgan, you know, $6 and more all summer. Going to be a cruel summer, over $6 a gallon. So, uh, look, if you're not already using the BG, get after it. Uh, every time you have your oil changed, the guy who changes your oil can do the BG service. And what it does, it reduces the friction. The first treatment cleans all of the internal parts of your fuel system, cleans it all out, everything. And the one that they put inside the engine uh, it reduces friction. Less friction means you save money every time you fill up. You're also saving on wear and tear, breakdown, costly repairs, all of that stuff. If you're not using BG, now is the time to start. Every time you uh, have your oil changed, just ask them to add the BG service, and they'll do it. B this is going to be them, is that they're going to have sufficient substantive proof. They're going to be able to show that you have the requisite um, intent. And what I've said before, if that is the case, I think he has to be held accountable. Actually, Eric Holder, you should be held accountable. <laughs> they want to lock Trump up so he can't run in 2024. That's oh, the whole plan. They want to throw him in jail. He's Eric Holder. It's like, who cares? Eric Holder Eric needs Holder. to be in jail. Well, he does, Fast actually. and furious. And he lied under oath many times. Running that, that whole operation of the gun thing down there, man, it got a, got a Border Patrol agent killed. You know, that whole right. uh, Fast and Furious thing. And then, of course, the the Black Panther thing, new Black Panther thing oh, right. during the elections. Well, and on both cases, he lied under oath about uh, it. Yes, he did. So if anybody needs to go to jail, it is you. I can't stand him. Elon Musk is accused of exposing himself in a private flight attendant oh, in his private no. aeroplane. No. Remember, remember when we said they're going to come after him yeah. hard and heavy? You know, I don't believe this for a second. Of course not, man. Well, okay, so he's... <laughs> He's put. He's saying, "Put up or shut up." Uh, he is. He's accused of rubbing the flight attendant's leg and offering to buy her a horse. Now, does that sound like Elon? Buy her a horse? Yeah, I'm going to buy you a horse. You know, um, the. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> I'll buy, buy you a horse, horse man. And what he said, he, he tweeted this last night, the attacks against me should be viewed through a political lens. This is the standard despicable playbook. Nothing will deter me from fighting for a good future and your right to free speech. And he said, for the record, those wild accusations are utterly untrue. In fact, I have a challenge for you, liar. Describe one thing, anything at all, like scars or tattoos that isn't known by the public. She won't be able to because... 
it's never happened, which means he's got a scar or a tattoo. Right. Well, and, and think about it. You think the guy, a guy got, like he's that. He's got like a long stem rose. Long stem rose. I don't know. Tattoo. Have you seen it? No, but you got a guy like that who he knows every eyeball is on him, right? On, on planet stinking earth since the Twitter thing. Uh, That's the moment he's going to choose to like rub somebody's some chick's leg on his uh, on his on his private airplane. Yeah, I think not. Uh, no, of course not. You yeah, know, it's just he's, not his he's style. Not that, no, there's nothing you know, in his background that says anything and, like that. And here's the thing, but this is a Democrat playbook. This sure. is what they do. Because they're, they're scumbags. Well, that, and they are so sex-obsessed. Yeah, sex-obsessed. Yeah. So, But the thing is, man, we're living glass houses. Hey, Democrats, your guy, Joe Biden, has not seen a head of hair that he can't sniff. <laughs> he has not seen a pair of shoulders that he won't rub. Ugh. He hasn't seen a back he won't rub up against. He hadn't seen it. Ugh. He hadn't seen a woman he won't pull down to sit on his lap and say, here, sit right here, honey. He, had, you have, you, that, uh, he does it all the time. He strips off and swims naked in front of oh, the... Oh, God. In, i got to have that image in, in my head. In front of the Thanks. Secret Service. Oh, God. And, and, Ugh, and, his, and his son is a crackhead. So, okay, how about living in a, gra- gra- a glass house? His son's a crackhead who likes Russian prostitutes. Oh, and be- <laughs> embedded, his, embedded his brother's widow. Oh, so, that's the kind of person we're talking about. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, this is obvious that there, there's going to be more ugly stuff that's going to come out. But you know that guy. He 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 knows he's got his ducks in a row, man. There, sure. there ain't nothing you could. He's gonna be like Trump. There ain't nothing you could stick he's to that guy. He's untouchable. Because you know what? He's untouchable. If there was anything on that guy, somebody would have already found it years ago. Well, and so that's right. And here's the other thing: what he's doing is he's making it okay to criticize this gang. Remember, he's leaving them to vote Republican, right? Right. Jeff Bezos this week started criticizing the Bidens. Sure. He's going after oh, Bezos yeah, yeah. because it's now okay. It's he, now cool because he's Elon now did made it. it all right. Right. And and he's busting up their media cabal this whole stranglehold that they have had that the democrats have had on the media he's busting it up yeah so rock on elon yeah he's, you know and there's he's, he's teflon there's and nothing s- they can stick and so what guy. if you have tesla tattooed in a great place tesla on like his butt cheek or something tesla <laughs> somebody had their wheaties this morning didn't you you're you high gonna... energy today man That's what he you... said he said i'm on caffeine well, i had, the, got going here. I had doing... the usual requisite amount of caffeine been doing, been doing lines of folgers or something because <laughs> i'm like the opposite i'm like yeah, it's friday <laughs> you came in pretty I fired up i take a nap <laughs> you're pretty fired up uh senate democrats are now introducing a bill requiring a federal firearm license to buy and own a gun that the Attorney General Merrick Garland will be oh, in charge of deciding on. whether or not you get your license. He will approve or disapprove of your license well, to buy a gun. Couldn't see that one coming, could you? Nope. <laughs> you know, that's, that's again, just so obvious from their playbook. You know, they have a federal law that would ban pretty much everybody from having a weapon. Hell's going to freeze over. Yeah, you try and take it. <laughs> don't tread on me, baby. Hell's going to freeze over. This is Texas, so, man. You don't take nobody's gun in Texas. And I'm not going to get a federal license. I'm not going to get a federal license either. So if, you, if, if that makes me a criminal and you're going to force me onto the black market, well, then I'll just start buying on the black market all day long. I'm, 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 I'm in but, total agreement with you on that one. I, mean, I have the that, Second know. Amendment. And until yeah. you repeal the Second Amendment, which would cause the revolution, the shooting revolution, in America. If, if, the, if you went for the guns, if they seriously went for the guns, the Second Amendment. there'd be trouble. You try to repeal the Second Amendment. They've tried. Yeah. They've yeah. talked about it. But you try to do that. That's when the shooting revolution begins in this country. I, I, I'm fully, uh, I fully believe that. I'm not saying well, I want that. No, I'm of saying course I fully not. believe that that could happen. But that, well, I agree. I think that would be the la- that would be the thing, the straw that breaks the camel's back, mm. so to speak. And and uh, you know, not a good idea. Mm-mm. And I tell you what, I'm glad I live in Texas, though. If that were to go down, I'm glad I live in Texas. For a lot of reasons, but, you know. I was going to say, man, there's a, there's a million and ten reasons to live A million here. and ten reasons, that's right. That's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If a civil war breaks out in this country again, you know, here's I want to be in Texas. Here's another one. I heard you talking yesterday about Taco Bell on your show. <laughs> oh, no. Well, no it's, no, it's good. It was great because you said since you got to Texas, you don't eat Taco Bell. That's right. Why would you? Now, I know if you're a stoner, they're open in the middle of the night, and you can, you know, glide on in there and grab one. I see that at Whataburger every morning when I come to work. I go, I go buy a Whataburger, <laughs> right. and the line's 43 cars. But 
Why eat at a Taco Bell when you're here? I, there, you know, I, I, Goodness gracious. for my entire life, I was not a really big fan of, of Mexican food. And it wasn't until I got here that I realized all the Mexican food I've been eating sucked. Yeah, man. You know, it all tasted like ketchup on a damn tortilla. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah, I got here and had me some carne guisada. I'm uh-huh. like, oh, the heavens parted. Isn't that something? So, no, I have no uh, desire to go to Taco Bell. Slap your grandma. That's slap your grandma uh, uh-huh. kind of a, a salsa. I, no, I don't. Taco Bell, no, that's insulting. Mm-hmm. Taco Bell in San Antonio is insulting. You know what I'm having tomorrow? Every what? Saturday morning, barbecue and Big Red. Every Saturday morning, a cup of coffee. I cannot do the barbecue. I know you can't. That's all right. I am too hunky for we'll the barbecue. We'll get you there. No, I don't. That happened barbecue. to me. The first year we were married, I wouldn't touch it. And she'd make me a green, uh, Nancy's grandma make me a green gold breakfast. It's okay, me home. With barbacoa. Green, green gold breakfast. They'd all eat barbacoa. Isn't that the cheek meat? Yeah. <laughs> It is from the head side, not the back That's side. That's what I mean. Yeah, the cheek meat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. It's good. And then the menudo is the intestines. Yeah, right. No, nah, I can't do either one of those. I <laughs> know. No. Yeah, menudo stomach lining. Stomach lining. Yeah. But, they, but they, there's no intest. Tripas? Aren't those intestines? Well, you, if you want, yeah, if you want to get to when you're When you've seen your own intestine, you don't Look, want to eat them. Here, here's the thing. In this culture, <laughs> we don't waste a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. Well, I'm wasting those two bits. My wife loves menudo we'll and, and barbacoa. We'll eat tail. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we will. You'll eat tail? Yeah. <laughs> Bring that tail in here, man. I'll put a little barbecue. I'll put a little sauce on it. And down it'll go. You don't have I'm just not going to say you. anything, man. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. There's so many things I want to say, but I'm not going to say. <laughs> you, I are a professional. <laughs> <laughs> Some, sometimes, like right? Uh, uh, speaking of barbecue, i got to tell you about Barbecue Outfitters. And it's time to gear up for summer with Barbecue Outfitters. What a great place. They're right over there at 1604 in Chavano Park and online at bbqoutfitters.com. It's bbqoutfitters.com. And if you're looking for an outdoor kitchen or a grill, this is your place at Barbecue Outfitters. No need for a costly renovation to your entire backyard and the patio and everything. Because Barbecue Outfitters can create a custom outdoor kitchen solution from Challenger Designs that you're just going to love. And by the way, you can take it with you if you ever move. Ah, talk to them about that. They'll explain it. Transforming your outdoor area into a beautiful gathering and cooking space. That's what Barbecue Outfitters is all about. When you buy from them, they take care of everything. They offer free assembly every time. They'll put it together for you and get it all set up and show you how to use it. And that way, from day one, you can be a barbecue grilling pro from Barbecue Outfitters, grills that are built to last. You know what I like to say about them? They're your one-stop barbecue shop. They make it easy, so you can take it easy at Barbecue Outfitters, 1604 in Chavano Park. And the KTSA AccuWeather for the weekend. going to be a good weekend for Barbecue Outfitters and the grill. Uh, breezy and hot, high of 93. Then tonight, breezy and humid. Tomorrow, breezy, hot, temperature reaching the record. And then on Sunday, everything turns around. Temperatures go down, and a chance of showers and storms comes in the forecast. It is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Are you kidding? Anybody? Do you have to ask, baby? It's Friday. (laughs) It's the 20th of May. It's Friday. I hate it when people say that. Friday. Hey, be sure to step outside today because it's going to be a nice day. You're going to enjoy the sunshine today. It's Friday. And Friday, everybody, on uh, 520. Good morning to you, (laughs) Mr. Ryman. What's on your list over there, sir? Well, let's see here. It's uh, Pick Strawberries Day. Hey, everybody in Jordanton. <laughs> All my friends in Jordanton and Pleasanton, good morning to you. Going Me out to pick the strawberries. Strawberries. Mm. Uh, let's see. It's Weight and Measures Day. No, no. Because that's thrilling. Not doing that anytime soon. National Quiche Lorraine Day. I hate that stuff. Man. This has been a really boring week for these yeah, things. It really is terrible. That's why, that's why I told you you need to start making them up. I might have so to. It is also, however, Everybody Draw Muhammad Day. So there you go. You can't do that. They everybody, shoot you and kill you. Everybody Draw Muhammad Day. <laughs> It's in the do you thing. Remember, do you remember when it happened? I remember when it happened. And if they were killing people for drawing yeah, Muhammad? Remember. But right. that's why they have it, so it's like an act of rebellion of some kind. Mm-hmm. Everybody draw Muhammad. They're talking about Ali. Oh, yeah, okay, right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> sure. That's, that's all I got. Dick Van Dyke is 96. Did you see the picture I of did. him? I did. He's still singing and dancing. He did a video with his 50-year-old girlfriend. Still singing and dancing. He's 96. Nancy was at a Disney event a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and they bring him out, and he closes the show, song and dance, the whole nine, baby. <laughs> Singing and dance. So you would have been 94. Right. That time. 94. I think once you're in your 90s and you're still doing stuff, that's pretty freaking amazing. I think it's awesome. You know, 96. I want to. 
His girlfriend, at, I, I don't. I want to be resting. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Mario Andretti, everybody knows that right. name. Right. Right? Great race, greatest racing name next to A.J. Foyt that ever existed. He's going to drive a car before the Indy 500 this year. He's going to get well, in a real race car and drive. He's not going to drive in the race, but he's right. going to. Right. And how old is he? 82. 82. And that's why he's still doing it, because he can. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm, I'm actually one of those rare individuals that when I get to a certain age, I want my wife to put me into a home. I want to be in a home with, with young nurses. I know you do. And she says, I'll find you a nice place. <laughs> she wants to do it now. You know, I mean, she calls she, me she three times now, a week. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and get that morphine drip going. And uh, She calls uh, me three times a week. Can we, she does Can not. you possibly get him in a, in a building, please? It, but we talk about it all the time. I'm like, just make sure it's a reasonably nice place. I'll tell you what's happening. Tonight, that man over there is going to go see some old farts play and sing in austin and i had friends that were by the way they were there last night because that's some friends that were there last night moody in austin we're talking about the eagles and he's the going eagles to, he's going to see the eagles tonight am i not supposed to mention that no that's fine you mentioned it so that's right. okay yeah. yeah he's waiting for my reaction <laughs> no i like well, the eagles yeah but, i like most of it yeah it's good stuff yeah I mean, the greatest hit CD is uh, the greatest right, victim of love of, yeah. uh, of all time. The greatest the biggest hits. selling albums of all I time. I have that in my car. Yeah. He and uh, Georgia were talking about what they want to hear, and she wanted to hear what? She did, She couldn't pick a favorite. You know, she said she couldn't pick a favorite Eagles song. I said, well, victim of love. There you go. That's a good tune. Me. Great. Tequila great. Sunrise is my yeah. favorite. That's a great, great tune, man. But apparently it's they're going to do Hotel California, the whole album. Wow. Uh, start to finish. And that's how they begin the show. That is a fantastic set. album. And victim of love is on that album. So they're sure obviously going to do it. And then after they take a little break and they come out and they just blow through their hits. Well, as long as Henley doesn't do any of that early '90s crap that we had to play back in the day, you know those so, people those, like that, that stuff. That man. music sucked. That people was so like bad. It. This is the last worthless evening <laughs> that you'll have to spend. <laughs> I hated that crap. <laughs> you well, stay away from your solo stuff, Don. I, I keep telling him we're going to mainstream him. He is going to get mainstream before we're done. I gotta like Don Henley solo. Yep. No. Yes, oh, you come will. On. Boys of Summer is a great song. That is a ah, great song. One of the best songs I've ever heard no. in my life. Dirt, dirty Laundry. No. Dirty laundry. No. We, we live Dirty Laundry every day. That's true. No. Well, yeah. do some washing. The bubble-headed bleach <laughs> blonde comes on at 9. She can tell you with a, or at 5. She can tell you about the plane crash with a gleam in her I'm eye. I'm talking about the early 90s, Don Henley. That was then. Not, no, no that, that was, was Dirty then. Laundry. Well, you, was you, not, you're talking about the, the yeah, End of the Innocence album. End yeah. of the Innocence. Didn't like That's that. what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, you, you're talking about the that, really softer that, that side. Moved, that record sucked, and I had to play all those damn songs. Yeah. Front end of my career and act like I loved it. I saw them. I've seen them several times, but I saw them in the. I told you, Hell Freezes Over right. here, and they they filled the Alamo Dome, sixty five thousand right. people. Right, and then all the originals were there. Mm-hmm. Well, now who do they have left? They got they got Henry, uh, Don, Joe Walsh. They got Joe Walsh. Yeah. yeah. Do you know? Uh, they I got I, Vince I know, Gill. I, did Vince, did Vince replaced. Uh, oh, did he? Uh, Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. I I have it on good information that Joe Walsh used to sign his hotel bills with Joe Zilla. What was left of the hotel Joe Zilla. What was left? That's true. You got to just sign it by writing sorry. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good My luck. bad. Yeah. I always do that at those. You know those hotels you stay at the real fancy ones and yeah. have the little book in the room right. where you can and you look back at what people write in them. Oh, it was lovely. The moon and the stars. And I always put sorry about the fire. Right. <laughs> exactly. Sorry with the broken stuff. Yeah, exactly. we, we were talking about this sorry earlier. About the TV. How he came up with or how they came up with life in the fast lane that was his warm-up thing he would be sitting in the in the you know, back room warming right. up and henley walked by and said what is that and he said it's just my warm what i do to warm up he said no it's a song right and they right. write lyrics of you know right life in the fast lane yeah, uh, which I is a song about doing cocaine drugs and women yeah no <laughs> so, so that should be your favorite. Yeah, no, that was, that was the life story of the band in five minutes. Sean, Sean's life story. I didn't need a song. <laughs> I was no, doing right. it. It was well documented. Anyway, enjoy the show tonight. We had, Thank you. I had friends that were there last night. Said it was a great show. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I've not seen them live before, mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to this a lot. Good for It'll you. Be a lot of fun. Enjoy. We expect a complete been, review on Monday. I, I saved up my paychecks from the last three months to, to pay for parking. <laughs> hey, no kidding. So, and gas and, to get you know, up and there and t- back. Maybe a T-shirt if I'm lucky, if I have anything left over. $500 so. in gas to get to Austin. Well, I'm right? taking the Tesla, so you know, <laughs> oh, I'm taking go. the Tesla. See, yeah. <laughs> if he's got a Tesla, you and I are in the wrong room.
We need to be sitting in that room over there. <laughs> if he can afford a Tesla, we're sitting in the wrong it's, room. It's nice. Hey, I'm not saying it's my car. I mean, it's, my, it's my, not, my, my name is Tesla. my name's on the title, but I'm not driving it. So <laughs> it's his. It's Dr. Wife. Tesla. It's all blonde driving that thing That's today, right. and it's not me, Doctor Wife. Yeah. Rock and roll. Well, we expect a complete review on Monday right. on how the show goes. Sure. I can't do concert unless it's somebody I really, 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 really want to see. I well, can't, you know, I'm not into. I just, I'm I trying to see all of these bands because you know Don Henley's 75 right. years old. Oh, God, not be right. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to get them all in before they're gone. Before they're gone, gone man, be, that would just be awful. I missed you know Tom Petty was the one I always wanted yeah. to see him, and then one day he was oh, gone. Right, so. that's true. That's yeah. that's. I'm true. going to two in one week in September. Awesome. Book it bookends the week. Who are you seeing? Pitbull with Sean Paul. You're seeing Pitbull. Followed the following week with Michael Bublé. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's interesting. Man. Trey Ware is an old white lady. Uh, <laughs> actually, Pitbull. actually, I didn't I'm see taking, that coming. I, I'm taking one for the team. Taking, taking two for the team. I got you, job, buddy. That's yeah. what I figured. ACY. Let make. Let me make. Let let, let, let no one make a mistake. Sugar, dunk, but don't. Aye, 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 aye. I'll call you back. I have to help these guys. Yeah. Where in Rima, 7 till 9. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Next up, got monkey butt. Monkey pox. <laughs> monkey pox. Monkey pox. The monkey pox is coming. We have uh, one person, all of one. With in, monkey pox. In, infected, infected the United States, so it's time to take down your Ukraine flag and put up your monkey pox flag. Because that's what's going to consume all of your money now. Uh, it's time to take care of the big pharma guys once again. So we need a monkeypox vaccine. Well, we have one. And uh, the U.S. just bought, uh, or you did. <laughs> U.S. means us. Just right. bought $119 million of monkeypox vaccine for one guy in the country. Got, no, I'm not going to get vaccinated is against it, monkeypox. Is, is this plan Sorry. B in case the COVID thing, they can't make that work Of course again. it is. So it's the monkeypox. Well, it's scaring. It sounds scary. Doesn't it? I mean, am I going to look like a monkey? Am I going to grow hair? Monkey pox. Yes, your knuckles will soon be dragging the ground. So, Okay, leave the Democrats out of this. <laughs> the U.S. Army considering letting soldiers change the base if the local laws offend their choice of gender. Remember the whole day? You remember the days? You know, I'm kind of old enough to remember the days when the Army was about blowing stuff up Killing people, breaking stuff, and winning wars. Yeah. Men, 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 men. Remember those days? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, now it's not. Well, apparently. So here's the deal. Uh, you can get a compassionate reassignment if you are assigned to a city that uh, discriminates against you because you they misgender you. Ah, I'm so sick of it. Race or pregnancy. Uh, that is discriminatory. And so the Army will find another place for you. The states, if a state is too racist, too homophobic, too sexist, or otherwise oh, discriminatory, on, man. then you just tell your CO, and your CO is going to send you to another place, another base that is not. To, so, you know, like if you're gay or, you know, uh, trans or whatever, and you're in Texas and you don't like the way the Texans talk about all that stuff, you can go to California. Yeah, uh, so, that's not going to ca- cause any chaos in the ranks in any way, shape, or form, having to shift people around left no. and right. Well, and, and what they say is, quote, some states are becoming untenable to live in. Oh, come on. Because they're so homophobic and, uh, and they don't like uh, trans. <laughs> so the troops can't be forced to live in places where they aren't seen as fully human. So let's see, they can be forced to go live in a place where they're going to get shot at. I'm getting to that. <laughs> but they can't be forced to live in a place that won't, you know, feel look at them weird if they're wearing earrings. Uh, Sergeant Major of the Army Michael Grinston, he's the top enlisted leader, he says, I'm really proud that we're moving forward. We're there, man. We're doing it, he said. You know, how are these little whiny, wussy, fine little babies going to do when they end up in Iraq or Kuwait or Saudi Arabia? How are they going to do in a culture like that? Quit Babying our military. Well, Stop it's, it's, it. It's the, the, the military is like anybody else right now, corporations, what have you, and they're trying to out-woke each other. And look how freaking woke we are. Look, this comes from the Pentagon. This comes from the Joint Chiefs. That's who it is. Man. You know, that, uh, that uh, this is what your, your focus is supposed to be so people know how freaking progressive we are. But if you're in the military, yeah, your job is to kill bad guys. Remember what the Secretary Lloyd Austin said? The number one problem that we face in the world today is no, not communism, not the terrorism thing. No, it's white supremacy. 
That's the number one problem we got to deal with. Right. And so they are wussifying our military. They're making a bunch of wussies, Sean, a bunch of wussies. And they're going to expect them to take a 50-pound rucksack and an M1, and they, they're not going to know what to do with it. What do I do with this? They're not going to know what to do with it. Well, and if, if you, the thing is, joining the military, this is one of the reasons why I didn't. I contemplated it, but I realized that I'm not that type. Because you know what? You're giving up your freedom when you join the military. That's exactly You're what you do. giving up your freedom and saying, you know, my body belongs to the government now uh, for as long as I stay in the military. Oh, point. And if you take that away, which is really kind of what this does, it erodes that idea. Right. Because And it began with this whole an army of one crap back in the sure early did. 90s. Sure did. And uh, you, you, you erode the idea that it's a, a group, uh, it's a community that has to work like a group in a community. So the deal is they, they are having a hard time recruiting. That's the well, their yeah. recruiting numbers are down. So they're, they're trying to placate a whole bunch of people to try to get more people in there. But by placating a whole bunch of people, they're driving people away. Well, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and uh, you know, you, 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 this this tranny stuff. I'm, this, I'm just so sick of it. I don't care if it's the military. I don't care if it's corporate America. I'm just pronounced out. Yeah, man. totally. I'm, I'm over so it, man. done with it. Yeah. And I think most Americans are. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I agree really with think you. they are. Uh, it, I, t- I tell you, I, I mentioned this yesterday. I think that's why a lot of these Democrats, the Democrats, have the far left right now that are voting for them. That's it. That, yeah, the only much, people yeah. that are fired up about voting Democrat are the far left right now. The people who are in the middle of the Democrat party, they're like, you guys are nuts, well, man. When, when you start, yeah, and Elon. I think for most, right, right, most reasonable thinking people, when you get to the point where you say you really start defining mispronouncing someone as sexual assault or sexual harassment, most people are like, oh, come on, man. You've lost me at that point. Like these middle schoolers, I think in Wisconsin, that uh, were charged yeah. with sexual harassment for using the wrong pronoun. Right. And, and somebody else was defining that as sexual harassment yesterday. I can't remember who it was. I'll tell you who it was. Who was it? The governor of New York. The governor of New York. That's governor right, of New right. York has started a police force All right. to monitor speech, and that's one of the things that she's going to, this police force, so it's the first step to what Carl Cameron said the other day, and right. Pat Midler said yesterday, time to start locking people up. Well, lock my ass up. Then, uh, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Not, I don't. I'm not, your your damn pronoun ain't my responsibility. That's right. We'll it do the show from the gulag, baby. Yeah, here she is, right here. You know. I saw that. Kathy yeah. Hochul. There's the no. story. No. And uh, and and Twitter too. Twitter is adding a warning label to tweets it deems viral misinformation. <laughs> I saw that. All yeah. in the name of what? Equity. Equity. Well, you know, going back to the pronoun thing. Yeah. Elevating that to the level of sexual harassment really kind of takes your eye off the ball of real sexual harassment, which goes on every single stink of day in this, in this country. Does. Of course. You know, like a story you had about the, the guy with the motor boating or whatever the hell. Yeah. Women are suffering this stuff every single day, and now you're going to make something as inane as pronouns, going to put it on the same level with sexual harassment. Right. That's ridiculous, man. Yeah, th- this was sexual harassment. That's Clear. Crap. National Guard officer retires with full benefits. <laughs> Full benefits after motorboarding a subordinate. His name is Captain Bill Crosby, and he was accused of placing his face between the junior soldier's breasts and moving his face from side to side. Oh, God. According to the He's documents, a class act. He, was, he, he told the soldier twice in January that he'd like to motorboat her at her upcoming promotion ceremony. Right. The female officer declined to have a promotion ceremony then. She said, no, that's okay. I'll pass on the promotion ceremony. Well, he went into her room where she was wearing a T-shirt and shorts, oh, God. and he took the promotion bar, and he uh. put it between his teeth, put his head between her breasts, uh. and moved his face back and forth really, really fast, oh, making God. the motorboat noise. He vigorously moved his head from side to side while still holding the rank within his teeth, and then he gave it <laughs> to her. <laughs> and he thought that was all right, that that was just going to be fine. He maintained full benefits and was not ordered to pay any fines or forfeit any pay nor register as a sex offender. But if I m- use the wrong pronoun when talking to Demi Lovato, then you got I'm, I'm going to be charged with sexual harassment. You got it. You got This guy it. did the motorboat, man. Yes, he did. And yep, yep. there's the deal right there. He is... He gets to retire with full. You're just full of sound effects today, man. That was that was the motorboat motorboat noise. How would I know? It's more like. God bless the '80s. Anyway, so you know, this is the world we live in.
You know, this so is the I, world I, we live in. I, I said yesterday, it's the age of stupid. I said that yesterday that you you, you got to dig your heels in at some point, and you know, at some point you got you're gonna we're all gonna be in this situation. Uh-huh. I tell you, at some point we're all gonna be in this situation where you have to make a choice, and you, you got to be prepared to make the choice you're gonna be cool with. Right. And my choice is I I'm not pro using your pronoun, and I'm not I'm motor- not using your pronoun, and I'm not motorboating you either. I don't care what you say. It depends on if I need the money. But, you know. (laughs) Keep the tips coming. (laughs) If I I need some cash, maybe, you know. But, uh. Yeah, yeah, but, I've, got a, uh, I've got a five. You know, at the rodeo, I guess they used to have kissing booths. You know, maybe I'll have like a motorboat. Booth, that's you know, right. A like motorboat booth. Motorboat for a dollar. Let me know how that works out exactly for you. Right. Exactly right. Exactly right. There's some pretty uncomfortable chafing going exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> right. Chafing. <laughs> oh, here's one for you. Oh, uh, no, like that wasn't enough. <laughs> the, that was enough. I thought yeah. that was for him. That was chafing. for him. Yeah. It was good, yeah. yeah. The chairwoman of the Congressional Black Caucus oh, yeah. is now blaming white supremacy for last week's shooting at a Dallas Korean hair salon. The suspect charged with carrying out the attack, however, is black. It's a black dude, right. Joyce Beatty. Yeah, yeah. Out of Ohio. Yeah, she said uh, three people in a Korean-owned hair salon in Dallas were gunned down by another white supremacy replacement theorist. Mm-hmm. Dude's black, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, his name is Jeremy Smith. Yeah. You know, when we come back, I want to talk about another story that... Uh, kind of went away because I, I i'm going to connect it to this story that we just did because i i kind of made the connection in my mind uh and also about a lot of this uh stuff that's happening as a result of buffalo and how quickly it was buried one the, the one story I, I think i know what you're going to talk about because yeah. i did the same thing this morning too yeah. in my head i was like ah they're just letting these things go away aren't they and some of them yeah hey joe you need to fly to chicago they had a mass mm. shooting in chicago black guy shot other black guys Eight got shot, two died. Hey, Joe, are you grabbing a plane to go to Chicago? How dare you even mention that? That's so racist. It surely is, I know. Such a racist for bringing that up. meant for it to be, of course. (laughs) I'll tell you about Barbecue Outfitters. It's time to gear up and grill up this summer. And if you want an outstanding outdoor kitchen, there's no need for a costly renovation, anything like that. Barbecue Outfitters can create a custom outdoor kitchen solution for you and the perfect setup for your backyard, your patio, whatever, and you don't have to call somebody in to do all that work. In fact, the one that they'll build for you from Barbecue Outfitters, you can take it with you in the future if you ever decide you're going to move somewhere and all that. Barbecue Outfitters really are the experts when it comes to grilling. Why? Because that's all they do. That's all they sell. So they know grilling better than anybody else they grill better than anybody else and they're ready to set you up when you buy from barbecue outfitters they take care of everything it's always free assembly and the grills at barbecue outfitters are built to last at barbecue outfitters they make it easy so you can take it easy they are your talk 550 ktsa and <laughs> fm 1071 so flashlight flashlight yeah. flashlight flashlight baby mm. One of my faves right here. So, um, you wanted to talk about something that's drifted out to news. Um, you know, the racism of the left is really, I think, on display right now. In that, the, what they and this is the in conjunction with the media, the, pol, the political political class, and and what things get reported and what things don't. Okay, I'm sorry to say, but a white kid goes into uh, a supermarket and, and blows a bunch of people away and he's obviously a racist and he's got all this racist crap on his on his on his social media and all that. I hate to say it that's a win for them, but to a certain extent it is. Because you you had another crime that was a racial crime that happened the same weekend. Taiwan. The Chinese guy goes into a Taiwanese Presbyterian church in California and attempts to shoot a bunch of people. And one guy does die. But they're they're both equally racist. Of course they are. And yet, you know what, the, and this, this is going to sound screwy, but it's absolutely true. The left are so obsessed with race and gender and, and the, the politics of identity, mm-hmm. but they have no idea what to do with Asians. Well, and no, they, told, they have no idea. They had no idea what to do about that story. Well, and, and this is compounded by this administration who is beholden to China. Well, yeah. So if, you know, if he goes and makes a big deal out of a Chinese guy knocking off some Taiwanese folks, he, he'll get the phone call. The red phone's going to ring. And he's kissing Chinese butt right now. That's what I'm saying. Um, but I, I just thought that was interesting how that story you know, 
which was equally as racist, yeah. just went away, man. You, you got to keep that money going to to, uh, to Grand Caymans or wherever, you know. But so. I think even in general, I think the left, you know, even if you're not talking about people in the political class, but just far left as liberals in general, okay, they can't really apply any of their racial narratives to, to Asian Americans. Well, they, they really can't. And they don't no. know what, and you know what? Because they, they don't know it, it, Korean from a Vietnamese, from a no, Chinese. No idea. They and because they have that, because they're so obsessed with race and ethnicity, in my opinion, they just don't know what to do about well, so how to fold them into this. Here's a big story today from ESPN. Believe it or not, they uh, all these NBA owners that are invested in Chinese interest right. at about $10 billion. And we've talked before. You know, you, you won't find Popovich criticize China. They, they, they got oh, no. the Uyghurs locked up. There's all kinds of human rights violations over there. They kill people in China left sure. and right. You know, the government does for no reason at all. And nobody will criticize them. You know, somebody like a Pop or a Steve Kerr, they will criticize America left and right, man, conservative America, right? Well, but they'll never, say, they'll never say a word against China. Why? Because China's their boss. China's their boss, and it's also safe to crack on America. Well, sh- they don't course. really suffer anything as a result of it. Right. Pop doesn't give a crap if nobody goes to see the Spurs anymore, obviously, right? Uh, because of his politics. Uh, but... But his bosses do. His bosses do. And, and so right. you got all these teams that are invested in Chinese at ten billion dollars plus the plus plus the NBA gets about ten billion a year out right. of China, right? right? So they're not going to do anything. To, so you're absolutely right. They don't know what to do with this, and they're not going to do anything about it. They, no. China owns them. China oh, yeah. owns the NBA and these guys. And China owns Joe Biden and his family and the whole team and everything that goes. Peter Schweitzer's book lays it all out, man. Right, in my right. in my opinion, reading what I have read about uh, about Peter Schweitzer and all that, and this new story from from ESPN, how in the world are they going to say anything? You know. Well, and, and I agree, but again, I also would add into that that it, 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 Asians just don't really fit I'm into this. About. Black, white, brown, yeah. white. They have nowhere to put them. Narrative. They don't know what to do. The only because people, they're racist. Well, th- yes, and the, <laughs> but but here, as far as white people are concerned, Democrats are racist against white people. Yes, that's absolutely. They're, they're not racist against anybody else. They, oh no, I disagree. I think that I I I think their racism translates into things like photo ID laws and how dare you? Well, yes, you know what I mean. Well, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, one hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. But anytime something like this, like like they've got a perfect opportunity to go to Chicago today and do what he did last weekend in in Buffalo. Right. Because the same thing. It's, it's the not same gonna, thing. Not going to happen. No, no, not going to happen. The only difference is the 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 guy who pulled the trigger was not white in Chicago last night. It was a black man. But it was a mass shooting. Yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't fit the narrative. Exactly. And that's why they're sick. <laughs> they really are. It, it, it's grotesque. It really is, man. Because that that's what makes the that's what decides where he goes and where he doesn't go. I got to tell you, T man, and this is not to you know hyper spiritualize anything or whatever, but this is good versus evil. It really is. Man. Oh, I think so. That's the that's the battle of our time. Is it is a spiritual battle that's going on for for the future of the world? Really, when you think about it, for just a minute here, we got a break. But when you think about this for just a minute, if America falls, you know, all the other countries out there are pretty much godless countries. Well, yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, I mean, yeah. I, I, I America is also in a sense, the fulcrum of the world. You know what I mean? In that we, in a weird way, hold everything else together. And I don't know if people think about that as much. I remember during the uh, Arab Spring, uh, a good friend of mine had said, who actually works in the State Department, said, this is what, Amer- this is what the world looks like without America. Right. Because you take America out of the equation uh, as the only country on earth with the kind of founding documents we have and the kind of expected rights and liberties that we have and all of the assistance that we give around the world, right. which people don't think about. But what does that go to? What is the foundation of all of that that you just mentioned? Uh, good, really. I mean... Uh, the Bible. The Bible. When, when, when the founding fathers founded this country, they, they said it. Sam Adams wrote about it prolifically. It was like the Hebrews coming out of Egypt. That's exactly mm. what it was. This was their promised land. That's the way they looked at it. And they came here to deliver the shining light from the Bible and Christianity and belief in God and a higher power to the rest of the world. And it has transformed the rest of the world. 
But the rest of the world is a pretty dark place if, if the United States of America goes down. That's why this is a battle against good and evil right here. Uh, I, I, I mean, agree. the traditional I mean, battle of good and evil right. is what we're experiencing right now. Well, we're not doing a very good job of it. Uh, right no, now. it's not It's not going well. Hey, listen, I, I, when we come back, I want to talk for a couple of minutes about our 100 years. I was sharing sure. some stories yeah. earlier with some of these voices and a promo that we have on the air now. Yeah. And I want to add another story and another person to the discussion. Sure. Come back. Okay. All right. So we'll do that. Uh, Primo Processing. I, I saw Colin yesterday from Primo Processing. Man, they got some new cool stuff headed your way from Primo Processing. So I want you to log on to primo-processing.com or call them at 830-521-DEER. Mention my name. Got that sampler box for you. We're going to get right out to you. But that whole thing is growing and getting bigger and better every day. Primo Processing is your meat company. Seriously. They are your meat company. They can deliver right to your front door. Dry sausage, jalapeno, cheese, summer sausage, primo sliced jerky, and they've got the finest, best prime meats anywhere. I'm telling you, the grocery stores cannot compete with the meat from Primo Processing. It's the best anywhere on the market. They maintain the strictest quality standards at Primo Processing. No cheap cuts in their market. They only carry high choice and prime T-bone New York strip fillets, all the popular cuts. And, of course, their fan favorite is the brisket bacon burger. You're going to love, love, love that. And the Treyware Sampler Box, just mention my name when you log on, primo-processing.com. And on the phone at Primo Processing, 830. And I'm they interested in no the facts. Effect. So, no, uh, they did not ask That is Vladimir. a remarkable statement. Songs in the Key of Life, summer of 77. Where were you? Hmm? 77. I was standing in a line to see Star Wars. Yeah. Summer of 77. <laughs> I was 10. I was listening to this whole album, man. This is a great album. Uh, who's the keyboardist? No, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Who's the bass player? Stevie Wonder. Who's the drummer? See, oh, he did everything on this. <laughs> well, not everything, but he did play the drums on this. Well, he did not do that. He and, did. And, wow. and people would be like, Stevie playing the drums? How did Stevie play oh, the drums? Oh, yeah. It's... Right? Oh, God. He, played yeah. the drums. he was actually pretty good. He was wow. real good. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't know Vangelis had passed away. Yeah. Uh, and uh, apart from Chariots of Fire, Vangelis is responsible for one of my absolutely favorite pieces of music, which I actually listened to beyond the film for which it was scored. What's that? Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. He did right. the original Blade Runner uh, yeah. soundtrack, and yeah. it's gorgeous. It it's is. It's haunting. You, you, some other great stuff he did. Uh, he did a, a couple of albums, maybe three or four, mm-hmm. Yeah, with John Anderson, the lead singer from Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, They right. sounded great together. Mm-hmm. Right. Great stuff. Uh, but nobody really knew anything about him you know, if you weren't deep into it, yeah. until Chariots of Fire, right? That's when he. Kind oh, of, that was the, his biggest know, hit. That was it, yeah. right? Because when Blade Runner came out, nobody saw it. It was kind of a. Then yeah. It became a cult hit, right? Yeah. The music on that soundtrack is just. Oh, I got to order that on Amazon. Right. I, just thought, <laughs> hey, I, I don't have a copy of that right yeah, now. I, got, I needed a reason to order something on Amazon, there so there we go. Blade I, Runner. Soundtrack. I wanted to mention something about our hundred years because oh, right, right, right. kind of sharing ideas and yeah. thoughts about the hundred years, and I've been here most of that one hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> more than half. Basically, more congratulations. Than, more, yeah, yeah, more than half. So <laughs> damn near sixty years. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so they've got a new promo with some new voices in the promo we're, we're going to play that here in a couple of minutes and we, i was talking about some of the guys that are in this promo right first of all my second father bruce hathaway there was never a day in my life until he passed away that bruce hathaway was not in my life right and he was just funny the funniest guy you've ever known the guy who knows more about san antonio history and san antonio radio just a true gentleman and a genuinely nice guy right. bruce hathaway and it came through in his show his show was just and you'll hear it in the promo he's just a friend on the radio in the mornings with you mm-hmm. that kind of thing uh brad messer same thing brad was a guy who was a great journalist on the radio came here as a newsman in the 70s left for a little while came back as a talk show host nobody ever better than right. brad messer just tremendous what he did Brent Bowler, who was my mm. teammate for 13 years, he reminds me of Brent Bowler, bald head, great sense of humor. Brent was the funniest guy, right? And uh, and 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 su- such a guy with great talent and ability to to do this do this business. Um, and then they got Carl Wigglesworth on there, and Carl was you know he was over at the other guys and came over here 
uh, late in his career and was just a champion of, of talk radio. And then my dad's in the promo as well. Right. Uh, and I've been talking about other people that are kind of behind the scenes. You know, I mentioned earlier Ann Schiller, who ran this place for so mm. long. She just passed away not that long ago. You didn't hear her voice on the radio? I don't even think she ever did one thing on the radio, maybe once or twice, but she ran this place and made KTSA a talk. Her and Wendy Womack put this together as a talk station. And she's responsible for who we are today, Ann mm. Schiller is. But somebody else uh, that I want to mention right now is Greg Martin. Oh, yeah. Now, you don't hear him. No. You know? But you hear the results of him in everything that we do. So yeah, Absolutely. Greg, um, I was programming KTSA as a program director in the, in the mid-'80s, and Greg would show up over here. He would walk from his middle school, which is Kruger. He and I went to the same middle school right around the corner, Kruger Middle School. He'd walk over here after school and just say, hey, is there anything I can do? And, he, you know, he had come over here and came in as a kid one time, and he's got a picture on his Facebook page of him wearing headphones. Well, he had walked in while my dad was on the air, and my dad said, sit down, boy. <laughs> And he put the headphones on him. Says, "Hey, now you're a disc jockey." And they took a picture together. Well, that be, Greg got bit with the bug. And right. He wanted to do this, right? So he would come over here when he was twelve, thirteen years old, and just kind of hang out. Is there anything I can do? Well, you know Chuck Browning, the Chucker. You right. know one of the greatest rock and roll disc jockeys of all time. But later in his career, Chuck was having some issues, and I pulled him off the air one day, and he quit on me. And mm-hmm. I, I quit, you know, and, and so um, <laughs> I. Chuck, you're not going to quit. Go home, sleep it off, and I'll see you tomorrow. Whatever. And so uh, he ended up doing the afternoon show on KTFM. Mm. But he gotten to the point where he couldn't really operate his equipment. Hey, we had a 13-year-old kid hanging out, wants to do something. <laughs> Let him operate the equipment for the chucker. Right. And that was Greg Martin. Wow. Today, Greg Martin runs this entire building. Everything. Here. And he's. I have a great deal of affection for Greg on a number of different levels. I mean, I, I when I first moved to Texas, I was at the station in Austin for about a year. And that, and I was subbing down here, and that gig went away, and I didn't have a gig. There's nothing scarier than, right. in a sense, when you really need a gig to not have a gig. Yeah. And Greg had me come down the very next day. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, and, and, and even uh, just when I was in the hospital, and I hate to keep always bringing that up, but I was in the hospital, you know, he would check on me every other day. Mm-hmm. We stayed in contact throughout the entire thing, and every, every, all he ever said was, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, just get better, just get better, just get better. Well, I remember.